Yes, sir. It's time to crank up a little bit of big, a little bit of bada, and a whole bunch of boom shakalakas. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this is what we're going to affectionately refer to as a throwdown Thursday, er, freestyle Friday, man, as we're getting into this piece. Uh, of course, we all thoroughly enjoyed Thursday Night Football as we watched none of that game. Uh, other than the brief moment where, uh, as we're on Skype, Shannon watched a little bit of the game on the TV behind Randy. That was pretty fantastic. So, yeah. Thank you, NFL. I love how much hype you put on the Browns and the Ravens matchup, which, of course, I'm sure everybody tuned in for. Can't wait. Technically, <laughs> and, wasn't that the Browns versus the Browns? Uh, t- you know what? As a matter of fact, you are correct, sir. Mine blown (laughs) anyway let's get him in here man that's right you hear him chit-chatting a little bit of the jibba-jabba that is our very own shannon the twitter terminator mcguffin what's going on bro what a hell of a week man weird week man this is this is a this is a strange week strange week (laughs) the 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 mood the mood everywhere i go is so weird man it's so weird other than other than whitfield who i know is very happy this week was huge this week was huge, huge. Yeah. Hey, at least Alec Baldwin's going to be doing all right, man. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, oh, plenty of work on SNL. Hey. How about them packs? <laughs> really? Really? You didn't get three minutes in, you giving me this? Hey, play Tom all year, bro. Uh, well, yeah. You know what? You know what, though, Shannon, Shannon, man, I like, I like the timing. You like that? You like that? I did, I did like that. Although I, I like the Packers, so I didn't like the game, but I liked the uh, McGuffin's timing there. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, well, let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece. Why not? What the heck? So, yeah, you heard him ranting a little bit, uh, getting a little, little bit of grief. That's the one and only Matthew Philip West Whitfield. What's up, bruh? You're depressed oh, because of the yes. Packers. Yeah, yes. it's probably going to be a Hashtag bump. Fire Mike McCarthy. Yeah, well, you know, it 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 might turn into one of those things where uh, if they kind of, you know, if they don't have the mojo and the energy, and there's a little bit too much of that REL AX, if there's too much relaxing going on, um, it it might be time to kind of shift gears in Green Bay, which is really weird to say because I wouldn't have expected that. But, you know, sometimes things get stale. And, you know, you know I've talked about it before. They've had a, a pretty big outflux of, uh, you know, organizational talent. And maybe that's just caught up to them with the staff and with the front office. You know, you have to give kudos to Reggie McKenzie out in the Oakland. You know, I'm not saying that everybody that's left from a coaching standpoint has necessarily done fantastic things. But it's it's still a brain drain. You know what I mean? It's still, team to watch man yeah oakland's fun it's it's there's a lot of ugly football right dude there's a lot of ugly football speaking of ugly football (laughs) (laughs) speaking of ugly football awesome leading yeah i'm telling you right randy gets a little bit of downset i bet i bet almost none of you know this song no this is old school right here bro <laughs> Matt probably remembers it because undoubtedly I played it in the uh, old boom wagon back in the day. A little yeah. downset. Anger! Randy, 
Speaking of ugly football. You know it's bad when I look forward to fantasy football more than I do the actual Niners playing on Sunday. (laughs) But hey, I'll take the fact that I'm in first place in the brew now, so it's all good. (laughs) 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 Whatever, dude. (laughs) Come and get me. Yeah, well, it's, it's early yet. It's early yet, man. It's early yet. Just, uh, I just want you to know that the 49ers are the first team to allow 240-plus rushing yards in three straight games since the 1977 Chiefs. So in our entire – nobody here has been alive long enough. <laughs> this is the first time any of us have seen a team suck that much ass defending the run. <laughs> okay? Any of us. Born that year, Tard. <laughs> yes, th- thank you. Thank you. There's our – Make sure your Alzheimer's is not. Yes, because you know when I was in the when I was born in September, you know when I was a newborn, I certainly enjoyed watching the the chefs <laughs> go BSE and allow all the all the all the all the runs. Yes, you're right, Whitfield. Thank you for the clarification. I, that, those games. I I appreciate I, I that. Just just so I can go ahead and get this in and get this over with. And that's is that what, what you, is that what she yeah. said? <laughs> Speaking of fantasy football, Shannon, 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 hey Shannon, grab her by the pudding. Hey now, whoa, Jerry came into this week eight and no, and go ahead and hit that. Great ass. Well, wrong one. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> Holy cow! Nice job, Shannon. You're Jerry taking out the undefeated uh, undefeated manager in our keeper league. Yeah. Oh, did you? Do you want more? You want more Shaq? Say it again, Shannon. You're Jerry. Tell me how my ass tastes. There you go. (laughs) Dear Todd. Oh, there you go. Dear Todd. Tell me how my ass tastes. (laughs) Woo! There you go. (laughs) You want some? You want some? (laughs) (laughs) So, probably I'll sue her. Because it would be fun. <laughs> Come on, try getting it out. <laughs> Whoa! Blast the hell out of it. I just want them to suffer. You want some? You want some? You want some? Yeah. Shannon. He doesn't seem like a very bright guy. Way to, way to, way to get him, man. Good job, dude. Good job. Anyway. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> oh, man. What a weird week. ET soundboard now. Yeah, and no, we we got all kinds of random random stuff going on. Uh, hell with it. Like yeah. Soundboard. Thank you, thank you, Homer <laughs> Homer Simpson, and, and kudos to them for uh, you know predicting. I tell you what, uh, the Simpsons and Back to the Future with Biff Tannen modeled on Donald Trump, and then the Simpsons throwing the gauntlet down. However many years ago that what that episode was with uh, Donald. Tr- yeah, that's a long time ago, man. But uh, apparently they were onto something. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Anyway. And they were probably like, I think, uh, five or six states off. Like, they had the map almost exactly The map was pretty close. Right. Yeah, the map, the map was uh, reasonably close. Yeah. Which is it's nuts, dude. It's really crazy. crazy. In retrospect, that's really crazy. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so kind of an odd week. You know, I, I listen to the sports radio every day. And, you know, granted, I'm busy as anything at my job because uh people are really good at breaking computers so i stay very busy but in the background i always have sports radio on in my car i listen to sports radio and then obviously i 
you know, digest a fair amount of content. And it's just amazing how everything this week is really circled back to politics. It shows you the mood of the country. And I, I think that's important context. And we'll have some fun tonight. I think we'll largely talk about football and some other stuff. We might dance around a little bit of that. I think it's kind of inescapable this week. Um, but it's not certainly it's certainly not going to be the you know the focus main focus of anything we talk about. We might laugh about some stuff because we can and because we have to and because comedic relief is a great way to drown your sorrows as is alcohol. Alcohol. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> You'll notice. Should we salute a clock at this point in time? You know what? Let's let, hell yeah, dude. Salute a clock, man. So I went straight for the big guns, bro. Uh, I'm like Donald Trump with the new codes, man. I'm going for the big ones. The big ones. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I uh, went for the big dogs, man. I, I went ahead with uh, a little Captain Mo and some uh, glass bottled Coke, just for good measure. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what you got, brother? I am rolling with the vanilla bean stout from Avery Brewing in Colorado. It Sounds is good. 11.5%. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Sounds oh, good, gosh. man. Tasty. Yeah, bud. Randy, what you got, bro? Uh, I decided to ditch the beer and do a little 50-50 of my own, but this is vodka and cranberry. Vodka cran, that's always a good... Who just yucked vodka cran? What's wrong with you? Are you anti-vodka or are you anti-cranberry? I'm I'm anti-cranberry. Anti-cranberry? Whatever, dude. I should have brought you into this. Hey, that's my mother's ringtone. It is your mother's ringtone. <laughs> I always think that's funny. Every time your phone rings, I'm like, yep, that's his mom. <laughs> um, Pretty hilarious. Well, at least Rogue One will be here in a month. Yeah, oh, that's right. Dude, doesn't it feel like that got here really quickly? I feel like we just watched the, you know, the other Star Wars movie and like, bam, there's like another one like rolling right out. <clears throat> that's wait. cool, though. No, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm much more excited about that than I am the... The uh, the rest of the Packers season, the hell, dude. You know, Shannon. By the way, kudos to whoever from the Colts organization listens to the sports brew because we piled on them the other week, and here they are. All of a sudden, man, they roll up in the Lambo, and the freaking Colts are like, "Yeah, so what? Piss off, Lambo. We're gonna return the kickoff for a touchdown, and then we're gonna finish the first half with a drive with a touchdown drive, twenty four ten, dude." 24 to 10, man. And that game was 31 13 at one point. Bro, let me tell you something. Bruh. I That's beyond, bro. That's a bruh. In points this week. Yeah. I missed two games. Colts and Packers was one of them, and the Colts <laughs> are my team. <laughs> well, they've been I, playing I terribly. There was no way they were going into Lambeau to win that game. No, it certainly didn't feel like it. And, and, and uh-huh. luck threw a couple of picks. I was like, all right, you know. When he yeah. when he has some of those picks early, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna the Packers are gonna be able to do something with it, and they just they they didn't. So yeah. a weird game, but uh, that's certainly a, a kudos to the Colts for rolling up there and handling their business. Thank God, dude. The ageless wonder. I mean, two touchdowns. I mean, he's not going to get you 100 yards every no, week. No, well, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't need to. You need he, you need quality touches. Exactly, and and that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Must have felt good for Gore to just in, enjoy being able to go up against an old, familiar friend. That this is true. Very good call, Randy. He has owned Green Bay in the past. So. It's just odd, man. 
you know, I mean, the, the Colts roll in. They had an NFL. They were giving up an NFL worst, like thirty-one sacks going into the game. You know, I mean, I don't know if anybody had, was like, yeah, Indy's going to show up big time in this one. And particularly, you know, with Luck throwing a couple of picks in the first quarter, I'm just like, well, no, Green Bay's going to be Bay's gonna be right in this thing. But, you know, the Packers weren't really in the mix till in the fourth quarter. You know, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know that I'd call that – I mean, some of it's a little garbage-y, but they did, make, they did make a push when the game was still relevant. I wasn't super fond of the two-point conversion attempt. I mean, they failed on it, but – uh, it's when, uh, if I remember correctly, they hit, was it Devontae Adams? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Devontae Adams. Um, I don't, I, I want to say that was like seven ish minutes left in the game. Uh, and Rogers hit Devontae for that short touchdown, you know, at 31, 19 at that point. And then, uh, Packers get the ball back and he, hit, he ends up, uh, they end up getting another touchdown. Rogers hits Cobb. It's 31, 26. And, you know, the Colts are certainly hanging on to it. Uh, but the Packers just couldn't, they just couldn't stop them, dude. And they had a couple tell of. You, what really pissed me off is they made Randall Cobb active, but didn't play him to the final minute of the first quarter. If you're going to make him active, get him involved in the offense yeah. early. It's, I mean, and th- that was just so irritating. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Well, I think a lot of people are looking at the Packers and are like, what the hell is going on, man? You know, I, I mean, it, if you're gonna make Cobb active, you get, get him in there. Look, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I, that's your number two right there. I think the squirrel He's not number two anymore. I think the squirrel was actually their number two. Dude, uh, that was phenomenal. That was great. The squirrel running around, and, there, oh, and, and I don't know who who made it, but there was a Photoshop job with the squirrel with a Packers jersey on. That was great. I, I found it on Twitter <laughs> and put it in the brew chat. That I was mean, great. That was, Awesome. Mm-hmm. He could have ran one back for a touchdown. Yeah, I think I think hey, uh, who's going to catch that dude? Nobody. 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 You see them trying to catch that squirrel on the sideline, and that thing was going under the cameras, going all over the place. That was great. Uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I can't help but just be disappointed. You know, and this is not about hating for the Colts, man. It's not about that at all. Didn't I, I mean? I really just I, I I figured you know Green Bay is at the point where they got to start figuring this out. They got to start turning it on. And that team has an whether it's emotion, whether it's game plan, whether it's in game adjustments, whether it's play calling. I mean, there's there are multiple things that are going on there, and I don't know that we can lay it all at Rogers' feet. I don't think that's fair. Uh, I I feel like let me see if I can find it, man. I thought I saw an article where it said that Rogers has his hand in every single touchdown they've had this year, passing wow. and running, like every every single touchdown let me see if i can find it real quick yeah here here it is for the win on november 8th so here you go uh you know people talking about a down year whatever but here's the thing from this article the packers have scored 22 touchdowns this season rogers has been responsible for every single one of them he's thrown all of their touchdown passes of course uh but he's also responsible for both of the packers rushing touchdowns the team has not scored a defensive or special teams touchdown yet this season so every mm. single time they've gotten a touchdown, Rodgers is involved. Wow. Dude. I came across another interesting stat this that's week. That's tough sledding. That, that's very tough sledding. 60, I think it was 68% of their touchdowns they've had this year came off a Rodgers audible. <sighs> yeah, that's one of those mixed bag things. And it's like if he sees something to take advantage of that's great, but sometimes you got to wonder if if your quarterback is audibling that much, 
what's up with the the base play calling? You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's yes, up? Two out of three touched. Uh, two out of three touchdowns he's called, and yeah. one out of three has been the actual. Call, yeah, and so. I mean he's he's been in the league long enough um, that you would expect him to have you know a high level like operating command of the offense, and if he sees something that that'll work, that, to go after it. At the same token. One of the things that kind of raises the flag is like, what is the coaching staff not seeing? You get what I'm saying? And that when you, if you talk, if you throw that set out there, you, you go, well, what's going on? And I, you know, I, we haven't talked a lot about this, but we may have mentioned it in passing uh, on one of the prior podcasts, and that's th- there was some some chatter that one of the issues that's going on in Green Bay is that uh, Rodgers is freelancing. Well, maybe that freelancing is gone. Well, this play call is crap. Let me change it, you know, and and that's a possibility. That's a possibility, you know, and and we're seeing, you know, bad home loss and, you know, lack of emotion, emotional issues, lack of energy. And, you know, to me, for a team in a division that is ripe with opportunity, which that division is because the Vikings are folding, Detroit's intriguing, but I don't know how good they actually are, but they're interesting. Bears obviously aren't that great. So there's a lot of opportunity there, and this is a team that I think you look at them and you go, you should be better than this. You should be more consistent than this. You should be better than this. What the hell is going on? Uh, And particularly if you talk about a team not being emotionally up for a game, well, it's one thing to have a bad game, a mulligan game. It happens. But if that's a consistent issue with you over the course of the season, if you don't look like you have the energy, you're not prepared – like what? I mean, doesn't that have to fall back on the coaching staff? I mean, doesn't it? Well, that and the team leaders. I mean, obviously your captain should be able to get you pumped up for a game on top of it, regardless of what the coaching staff does. Sure, but I don't there's count. only 16 of those things, man. you got to make every one of them count. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the lack of a running game is really hurting them as well. Defenses are just daring them to, daring them to run now, so they don't have to worry so much about anything except maybe the, the occasional screen or maybe a little sweet, you know, jet sweep or here and there. And that's about it. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that our corners are pretty hurt. We're starting what would have been our number four corner as our one. So, well, and, and that's, uh, that's fine. But I mean, you know, at one point this season, I think the Packers had like one of the, I want to say they were the number one run defense for a period of the year. They were. Um, and, and maybe some of that's just the way that it goes. However, you know, when you look, if you talk about, we talked earlier about the brain drain or maybe the exodus of front office and coaching level talent, but if there is a diminishing stock of player talent, well, that's a reflection of Ted Thompson. That's a reflection of the front office. I mean, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is a team I don't that... Think it's, I don't think it's a lack of talent. That team is way too talented offensively. The, the team is talented, but there can still be a lack of depth in certain areas right the, t- the team is still the team is underperforming we we can i think fairly say that i can agree with that <laughs> okay and the team has very good talent in several spots but that doesn't mean that you've got enough young talent coming in and that you have sufficiently drafted to restock a team that is operating in the prime window of Aaron Rodgers' career. If you're going to say to me, well, the secondary doesn't have good depth, they're down to their four guy, this guy, that guy, whatever, then that's an issue. 
right? You can't control for injuries. We all understand that. I mean, you know, some teams get snake bit. They have a bad year. They get a lot of injury. It happens. But it's not just about this year, right? Now, Matt, you've been you've been fooing and pooing and bitching about the defense and capers for a while. Um, but it, it almost it almost feels like a lot of things are you know coming to a head this year with the grumbling about McCarthy and the defense and I you know I'm just not sure with how this year is going to pan out. A little well, bit concerned. When you can't look at the players anymore. It's not what the players are doing for a, a lack of talent. It's it's you got to look towards the coaches. It's just the way McCarthy needs to be held accountable. Capers well, needs to be held accountable, and they're not. Well, McCarthy might be. If the season ends up being a, a bag of butt suck, he might be. Which is, if they don't it, make the playoffs, he, he should be gone. We're going to find out. But obviously the recent loss against the Colts, you know, a lot of people didn't look at them as, as a, a particularly good team. But, you know, they've lost three times at home in the last year in, in games that they were favored to win by seven or more points. There's something going on, man. Yeah, you know, there's something, there, going, on there's something there. going on, and it's not winning, and certainly not winning enough. So that's a problem. However, I they don't want to go ahead. I don't know, man. It just seemed like they were disinterested in the game. I don't know if you got that feeling, Matt. I got that feeling. I did. Um, it's yeah, almost like they, they thought they could just flip the switch and just win the game, just man. Mail it in. Yeah, just mail it in. And look, the Colts. You could see we're playing for their lives in that game. They were. Well, they played like it, and they deserved to win. No, I'm the, not, the Colts not, did deserve to win. They did. Colts. They did, and you know that's a kudos to them. But that's a twofold. It's a twofold thing. You know, part of it is is you know on a, on any given Sunday, we all understand that the NFL is a weird thing at times. But one one of the things that's very relevant is what team shows up ready to rock and roll for a game. And when you get two teams that are <clears throat> really ready to go at it, you usually get a good football game. Mm-hmm. When you have one team that's flat, you know, again, is it just a game they're flat for? And I think the problem here is we're looking at Green Bay and we're going, this is more than a game. This is more than right. the Colts surprised you because they were ready to ball and y'all weren't. You know, they had special teams fail. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know what I mean? They couldn't deliver when it mattered most. And the Colts gave them opportunities to do something, and they didn't do enough. So, yes, kudos to the Colts. But it's still, I think, most fans, observers, analysts, whatever, look at it and go, it was right there. It was there. And they couldn't do it. And it's not just this game. It's not just this game. There are legit issues in Green Bay. If they somehow lose this weekend at Tennessee... You know that would be an accomplishment because Tennessee is is pretty iffy. It's almost like it's almost Marriott like got, It's almost like they got deflated from that loss with Atlanta last the week before, and it just kind of carried over. Yeah, but it goes beyond that too, man. I agree. It goes beyond that too, and it, you know, this is one of these arguments I have with people when I talk about the Redskins. It's like, you know, you you have to learn how to close that game. You got to learn how to finish. Well, Green Bay is a veteran enough team. They they should know how to finish. That's not a team that's supposed to be on the ascension. That's a team that's supposed to be established as a contender. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? They're supposed mm-hmm. to be in their prom as a contending team, not a team that's learning how to win, right? They should know how to win. 
they've been in the mix, and you know, I still think back to that really brutal, savage ass loss to Seattle in the NFC Championship game. They couldn't finish, and it's almost like that's haunted them ever since. It's weird. You know what I mean? It's weird to me. But that's not a team that's supposed to be in the ascent. It's a team that's supposed to be established and be there. And it feels more like they're on the decline than anything. And that is a is a poor reflection on the front office and the coaching. You can talk about the players. That's part of the mix, too, obviously. But if the message from the front office or the coaching staff is lost and it's no longer translating, then in all likelihood, you either get that buttoned up and resolved or it's time to, you know, sh- it's old proverbial ish to get off the pot, shape up or sh- ship out. You know yeah, what I mean? We'll find, we'll find out a lot this weekend at Tennessee um, what they're made of. Yeah. Because Tennessee is a run first team, and they will run you into the ground. So oh my God! We'll see if they're ready. Well, for in between the uh, Murray and freaking Henry, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bring some hammers at you. Yeah, which is what they and should. Mariota, do. I mean, don't don't forget him, Marcos Mariotto. Mariotto. <laughs> tomo arigato, <laughs> Mister Mariotto. Tomo do 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 do. Anyway. Well, the one thing we've noticed with the Packers this year, even with their wins, they they're the type of team that really isn't snuffing out their opponents. No. They're just putting their foot over the throat no. and they're not stepping down. They're not no. finishing it. No. And that's... teams keep getting close. Yeah. There's something that's off. And and we can look at a lot of teams and you know, I mean, I think part of the reality in the current NFL, current day construct, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to build a team that has sustained success. The Patriots are the outlier. That is not a normal thing. <laughs> it's not a normal thing, y'all. <laughs> uh, good for the Patriots fans, but it's not a normal thing. You know, most teams are going to kind of fall into this, not mediocrity, I hate to say it that way, but kind of competitive 500 to, you know, 750, kind of kind of in that range. They're going to fall right into that, and they're going to eat some games, win some games, but, you know, you, you want this hearty competitive mix. Uh, that being said, there's good competitive, there's playing up competitive, and there's underperforming, right? And just because you're, you know, you have at least a middling record in a middling division does not mean you're a good team. And I can't look at the Packers right now and feel that they're a good team. I, I just don't, you know. Uh, and unless unless something drastically changes from here to through the back half of the season that they have no business, you know, really going anywhere in the playoffs. There's going to be a team that gets hot, and they hey. have the capability of doing so. It just doesn't look like they're going to be that team. Hey, hey Justin, we, mm-hmm. we just got a call from a guy named Jim Mora. He wanted to comment on the playoffs. <laughs> Jim, Jim. That is, that's right, man. In my opinion, that's... Well, you know, that's also true. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, they might need, they they might need to be uh, you know, relaxing. There you go. There it is. Medicinal, man. Medicinal. Medicinal. Hey, where are the white I, women at? Look, that's a different <laughs> issue. That's a different issue. Medicinal just, like Trent Williams. Just don't ask like uh, just don't ask March Murray that question. Uh, look, Trent Williams is a different <laughs> issue. Trent Williams is a different issue. Uh, that's a little bit more complicated. Um, in the scout team at Alabama. Trent Richardson, LT Rich, man. Yeah, at least he can hit the hole at Alabama, right? 
At least he can hit it there. <laughs> Only place he could hit it. Oh my god. I, I, I saw. I don't. I don't remember the player's name, but there was some article coming out. I was, I was reading about it, and uh, they were talking about like, they were like, yeah, like some of the college players, like that's a big dude. Well, of course he's a big dude, and that's an NFL guy. I'm not saying he's a good NFL guy, but he's played in the NFL. Of course he's a big dude. Exactly. You got a you got a, a football player, man's man, going back and hanging out with the college guys. Uh, you know, helping him out with some drills and some practice. Dude, he's gonna be a. They're gonna have a tough time dealing with him. Um, that's the old proverbial, like, anytime they go, oh, well, the best college team could maybe beat the worst NFL team. No, they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. Just stop. I don't care how bad the Cleveland Browns are. They'd beat the brakes off Alabama. Sorry, y'all. They, they just would. The, it's, it's a bunch of NFL, like, strength, NFL dudes, NFL schemes. They'd beat the crap out of the best college team. Y'all might, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's always that weird. It, it's a fun discussion to have. It is. It always is. It, it's but a fun. Gotta, yeah, go ahead. Just got to think about like all the experience that the NFL guys have at that level versus the experience the college kids have. Now, if you take their careers, the college kids, over however many years they're in the league, yeah. then yeah, they probably could beat them. But at the time when they're little yeah. pups... Nah, not going to happen. No, I mean, they would scheme them to death. They'd power them to death. They'd scheme them to death. Um, Although I think the best college teams might be able to have some entertaining moments. Have some moments. Sure, sure. You know, nah. I mean, dude, the the NFL technique, dude, the the college guys couldn't handle them. Mm -mm. Couldn't handle them. They they would get embarrassed. Uh, But it's fun to say. It's fun to say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Alabama, maybe they'd, uh, you know, go ahead and beat the Browns or, uh, you know, beat the uh, beat the Texans. You know, Brock Osweiler, that cooch, they're going to whoop up on him. I mean, maybe. It, it's fun to say. Ohio State, yeah, Bro. man. Yo, but it, no. Just, the year no. the Detroit Lions went 0-16, I'd like to see the number one college team that year cover Calvin Johnson. Yeah, good luck. Good, good luck. Good luck. They, they would torch them. They would torch them. You know what I mean? But it, it, but it's fu- it's fun to imagine. It's fun to imagine, and it's kind of enjoyable in its own weird way. But speaking of which, as Mister T would say, enough of this jibba jabba. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, go speaking ahead, Shannon. Cleveland, dude, they win the championship in basketball. <laughs> very close in baseball, and in football, they have the perfect season going. Yeah, they do. first in reverse, baby. Zero oh, and ten, baby. Zero oh, and ten. <laughs> Here, let me see if I can well, find this. Let me see if I can find this real quick. I, I don't think there's anybody they can beat. And by the way, Matt, yes, sir. In survival, I see that six of the six of the uh, nine wins you have were Cleveland opponents. Uh huh. Mm. <laughs> see, if only I had known <laughs> that. Instead of, my instead, main ham. See, I, I I went big in survival. I went for like legit. I went for legit stuff. I didn't try to cherry pick beating up on the little sisters of the poor. You know what I mean? I guess I should have known better. Uh, incidentally, if, for anybody that's missed this, and I think this is actually a terrible decision. I tell you what, you know what, you know what I think we ought to do. I think we I think we can split it here. And I'm gonna go okay. to the bat. I, I think we can go to the bathroom in a moment and you know stretch my legs. But uh, we'll actually do a short segment and then we'll, we'll all do- three legs. Yeah, all three legs. That's right. Um, <laughs> but I want to give a big fat F to Major League Baseball because if you missed the story, I think this is garbage. 
So this was uh, I, I pulled it up off of ESPN. I'm sure some other other places covered it as well. The headline is MLB decides to destroy, not donate, Indians World Series champs items. And I think that's crap, dude. What? Yeah. Yeah, I so saw that article. All licensed items that call the Cleveland Indians the 2016 World Series champions are supposed to be handed over by retailers in order to be dis- and, and so that they could destroy all of it. Where is Sam Jackson? <laughs> Sam Jackson? I know he moved to Canada because he was one of the celebrities that Ooh. said he moved to Canada. Damn it! That's what. Well, you know, look. That's why Mark's not here. We think he. He said he's packing for the weekend. I think he's really packing for Canada. Maybe. Let me answer like that. that. You know, that is an absolute crock of. <laughs> you know, you and people in the news media, all of you, uh, dwell on some negative piece of like that. And I don't know how Steve feels about it, but it just. And you don't have to bleep one single word of this. <laughs> we gotta bleep all of it. Speaking of Sam Jackson and this Major League Baseball policy. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Yeah. Hey. That's what I'm saying, man. Shut the hey. fuck up. Also legit. Yep. <laughs> I think it's a terrible policy, man. I have enjoyed for years the meme of the little kids in Africa with their first place oh, Buffalo Bills. Phenomenal. I mean, it, yep. that's been like a staple of sports memes for as long as I can remember. Is that little dancing African kid. With like Buffalo Bills, two thousand, you know, whatever World Champs or you know, Super Bowl Champs, and then they would have had the Indians gear. I mean, that's a staple, man. I hate the factor that that's that, a staple. I, you know, I, I look, dude. Realistically, if you're in, if you if you follow sports, you know who the hell the World Series champion is. And if you're in another country where you don't care about who that is, you know what you like? You like the free clothing. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So I think it's a shame just to destroy it. It's a waste, man. It's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah, I mean, you know, they say it's to protect the team from inaccurate merchandise being available in the general marketplace. I understand pulling it out of like normal, like conventional retail, but just to destroy it. I mean, look, I shouldn't be able to walk into Dick Sporting Goods and buy like Indians 2016 World Champion. I understand that, but to ship it to a third world country or to ship it wherever for people or individuals that actually need that crap and can use that crap. They don't give a crap who, I mean, I think it, like, years ago, I remember seeing a picture of some dude wearing, like, some Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champs gear, and he probably has no idea who the Bills actually are. You know what I mean? He's got something to wear. But I think it's such a hoot to see that it exists, and it goes, you know, it's funny. I think it's funny, man. When you get the same shirt three years in a row, you'll know who the Bills are. (laughs) That's a legit point. That's a legit point. So... I don't know, man. I, I I bet they I bet they made far more Cubs gear than they did Indians gear, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the bottom. Let's see. I like. The, the, here's the tail end of the article. If the Cubs had lost, the number of items that would have been destroyed would have been immense because of Chicago's large market and the significance of the team's 108-year-old title drought. One of the largest sports donations to World Vision came when the Chicago Bears lost the Super Bowl. In 2007, er to the Colts. That's pretty funny. Anyway, hey, look, man, ran, random side you, note, man. That's a bad why call. Why would you destroy all that stuff? I mean, just just give it out for free. I mean, it, it makes no sense. It, it's just a it's waste, a waste of materials. It, it's a waste of money. It's already made. You know what I mean? I mean, who cares? At the end of the day, I mean, you're helping look, some some countries that need the clothing and you're just being like yeah yeah look much like eli manning and the giants at the end of that eagles game it's okay 
to give it away. <laughs> oh, Winamp, you're killing me. There it is. Eli tried. Eli tried to give it away. Didn't manage to do so. But MLB. The Packers did. The, you know, much like the Packers against the Colts and Lambeau Field, you can give the Indians World Series champs 2016 merchandise away. It's okay, y'all. No one is actually going to care. Other than the bean counters, they may care. Hey, what? What's Crap. the uh, soundbite? Nobody cares. Yeah, no, it's legit, man. I think it's just a waste. That's what I'm talking about. For real. Wow! 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 <laughs> Woo! Oh my God! Who the hell cares? Here. <laughs> no one. Great ass! Did someone tell you that? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. That's right. And I made a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very proud of it. There you go. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's take a really quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll do uh, one more. I mean, because we only did 35 minutes. So we'll come back. We'll do one more, and then we'll just shut there it down and call it the night. Because uh, I need to refresh my beverage and maybe grab a, a beer. Mm-hmm. Just for fun, and I think we'll probably just dance around some more NFL stuff, a little bit of light NBA, and I don't know what else we'll get into, but we'll probably do another just a, another shorty. This will be the most mini-brew we've had since we've tried to do mini-brews in the last five years, I think. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable, we'll, man. We'll see. To, to be determined. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, President. <laughs> and Matt. <laughs> Now we know how Chewbacca feels. Sounds Wait, like is that Chewbacca or Matt? That was me at the... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I think it sounds like Matt when he's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's dropping a deuce. So there it is. Whoa, that's legit, man. Anyway, yeah. Keep keep it real for a minute, Matt. How is your dad doing? He is doing well. He's getting around maybe about five or six feet. We're trying to get him into a short-term uh, nursing facility because, yeah. I mean, he's still in no shape to go home yet. But, yeah, great spirits. Good. He's talking a little crap. So, yeah, but he's doing better. Good, good. We, yeah, just, need it, get him, we just need to get him walking better before he can get home because if you all know anything about the fan houses, they got a lot of steps. To a lot of steps, man. Around. A lot of steps, yeah. bro. Matt, Matt's dad had knee replacement surgery. So, uh, yeah, we're keeping him in the uh, – you know, keeping on in our positive thoughts at this moment and just want to make sure that uh, you guys are doing well. I thought you were going to say we were drinking to him. Yeah. yeah we, salute o'clock. We're doing that to him for him, too. Yeah. Yeah, there you we go. We got to get his knees ready because uh, Lambo is on his bucket list. Well, so uh, we got to make it happen. Yeah, I think so. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll just wrap up a clock right out of here, have a little fun. Uh, we are the Sports Brew. I'm the captain. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Loves Funnel Cake. <laughs> Google Play, all that good stuff, man. LiveSportsCaster.com. Bro, keywords, sports, and brew. We know you like both. We know you like both. 
And quite frankly, given this week, we know you need both. <laughs> so uh, go more, more of the brew. More of the brew. What's your brew That's telling you? Drink more. Anyway, those are the keywords. You can find us all over the place, man. Just look it up, bro. Uh, anyway, we'll be right back in just a moment. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for just a couple of minutes, uh, but we're back. So let's go ahead and run through a couple other things in the NFL and maybe a little bit of college football and maybe even a touch of NBA. Then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, we joked around before, and I think it's fitting. Unfortunately, that Mark is not here. Uh, of course, uh, you know, he's still in honeymoon phase. Now, they're going to some house party this weekend, but there's a part of me that's like, come on, man, stop lying. You know you're packing for Canada. <laughs> don't, don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> you know, you see all these ridiculous, like, oh, yeah, all these celebrities said they were leaving. <laughs> Move to Canada. Go for it. So there you go. There's your blame Canada moment. Uh, that one's for you, Uh-oh. D-Stat. Yeah. Well, I don't have the song queued up, but. Oh, uh, damn. Sorry, man. That would have been perfect. Well, you know what, Justin? Would you rather me go Highway to Hell? I dreamed a dream <laughs> that you would have Flame Canada queued up here on the sports team. Well, all right, I all right. Well, Matt, actually, maybe you ought to move to Canada. It might be the only way you have health care. Yes. <laughs> Obamacare is crap. <laughs> there you go, Shannon. I'm glad to help. Glad to help. You know. All I know is on election night, I fell asleep on my sofa at about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. I know that. And the, apparently the liberal media lied to me. They <laughs> I fe- lied to everybody. <laughs> I fell asleep and I woke up at 3.30 going, let me look at my phone before I go upstairs and let me look at the election results. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were all seeing the entire night. Like, wait, what? No, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it you was and crazy. I was talking on the phone at like four thirty in the morning. Dude, well, yeah, well, you know, I woke up at three thirty, and I was like, wow, that is that is ab- You got to remember, you know, I did uh, political science, and I have a master's of public administration. So there's the personal reaction to what the politics and the election cycle is. And there's a part of me that's just fascinated by what it turned out to be. All right. And they're different things. And there's a part of me that just finds it fantastically just fascinating that it went the way that it did. And this is not about making a value judgment and who's right, who's wrong. I mean, bro, it's the old cliche. It is what it is on some level, but I had this discussion with Mark, and it's just like, you, you know, you, <laughs> you need to understand why it went the way that it went, and you ha- you have to unpack the vote, and that's something that will be studied. This election cycle will be a phenomenal piece of, like, poli-sci study material for the rest of our lives about oh, yeah. what went right, what went wrong, who said this, who did that, who did what, what does it mean for the country, what does it mean for... You know how did the, how the vote get out? How how do minority groups feel? How does the silent majority? I mean, there's there's so many components to it. It's it's really fat from a political science standpoint. It is amazingly fascinating, 
and that's that goes beyond like you know you're bent or you're happy it's just you know the study of how things happen and why the country does what it does and the votes and the policy and it's all it, it, it's fun it's incredibly interesting all right regardless of my personal feelings about whatever it's just an incredible study in humanity it's nuts this election cycle has been nuts and uh i I will say this the two populist candidates and i said this to mark as well are the ones that had the most traction so the democrats successfully squashed bernie sanders and the republicans tried to squash donald trump and they couldn't but it was the two populist candidates with very different backgrounds, very different platforms. But those were the two individuals that had the most traction with people that were absolutely tired and fed up with corporate Democrats and the establishment and entrenched Republicans and the power structures that be. And if you want to take anything away from this election cycle, you can hate how it turned out. You can love how it turned out. That it's just, here's the thing. The two individuals that had the most traction were not conventional candidates and were not somebody that would have normally gotten the, you know, been supported and had the traction that they did. And there's a message in that. And however it is you feel about the election results, uh, try to wrap your head around what it actually means. And for God's sake, try not to destroy anything. If you're bent out of shape, <laughs> try not to burn anything down, destroy anything. We got to figure out a way to, to work through all this stuff. And I'll keep this very brief because we got to get back to sports. But it's just there's a lot of world in front of us. There's a lot of life in front of us. Uh, and we have to work towards that. And if you're happy, congratulations. If you're miserable, sometimes that's the way things go. That's the election process. This is a country that's, that's done really well with peaceful transfers of power. I hope that's still the case. And, you know, I just, I hope it works out. <laughs> Whatever it is, man, I hope it works out. Should we do the hokey pokey? If you're happy, you know it. Clap your hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as it's not if you're happy, you know it. Get the clap. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> anyway. No need to clap. He's already got it. <laughs> yeah. They make a cream for that. Don't worry. Just ask Whitfield. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I can't get rid of the <laughs> Well, I dreamed a cream. Maybe that will work for you, Whitfield. Yeah. He can't get. He could possibly break free of this itch. Oh my God! I need to shake it off. Well, if it's itching that much. Itch it off? Did you just really? Did you really just say itch it off? Yes. God, you might have some gross that break free. Let this entire subject go. Just let it go. <laughs> no, let's get rid of the itch. Thank you, Randy. Look, Matt. They, they, there's a lot of things that are applicable in, in this particular conversation, but look. Safety. Safety should be your utmost concern right now, okay? Yes. 
Oh, the safety dance. Everybody scratch off your pants. Everybody scratch off your pants. Oh my god. What is happening? I do not know. <sighs> Gotta let that go, bro. Yeah. Lord. Let it go. You need to stop drinking Pepsi, apparently. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, too much Pepsi, man. Too much Pepsi. You're cut off. You're cut off. Drink your milk. Drink your milk. My milk. Yeah, calcium. <sighs> anyway. All right, well, let's let, let's loop back around. That was uh, really bizarre. So welcome back to segment two. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we talked about Colts and Packers. Uh, let's talk about Giants Eagles for a moment. Not that I think this was a, a, fin- a fantastic game, but uh, good for the Giants to uh, kind of show up the return of Odell Beckham, if you will. Uh, although I don't understand why uh, that touchdown from Eli to Beckham in the first quarter, man. I don't know why the the Eagles defense totally bit on the uh, play action fake, dude. The Giants run game sucks. <laughs> the Giants run game sucks so much ass. And they totally bit on it. And, I mean, they just left this huge chunk of the field open for Beckham. It was insane. But I, I did think it was kind of funny that, uh, that the Eagles ended up uh, making a, a bit of a comeback in that game. <laughs> and Eli was like, oh, yeah, sure, it's under two minutes. We're up five. It's third and four. Yeah, sure, I'll throw a pick. Why not? I mean, it was a tip ball. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great play to get that thing tipped and then pick it off. But the Eagles got the ball around the 25, man. And uh, Wentz, this is one of those things where I, I think it was just, you know, a matter of him being a rookie uh, and not placing the ball a little bit better. Because I really do like that guy. Um, but it was fourth and ten. And, and Wentz really just, he it's like Matthews thought he was going to go inside and he ended up throwing outside. Obviously, they ended up not converting, not getting the touchdown and then losing the game. Um, so that, to me, was kind of a rookie throw. But kudos to the Eagles for making a little bit of a rally uh, but good on the Giants for making a game of it and you know finishing that off, getting a W. Panthers, Rams. I think the only thing we can really take away oh, from that. On. Oh, go, what? Oh, you got something I'm on Giants, Eagles? What? I'm a little disappointed that the Eagles don't understand what that on this podcast that the New York Giants November are generally the November late. You know what? This is true. Unfortunately, it seems as though with the Giants winning in November and the Packers eating a fat bag of ass in November that they are trying to, to wrestle away the title of November Lane from D-Stat and the Giants. I mean, it's tragic because, the, the, the you know, I really don't want the heir apparent to November Lane to be D-Stat's honeymoon and or the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, no, it, look, if Odell, keeps, Be- if, if, if Odell Beckham's making out with football nets, you know, these sets obviously got some work to do. But no, I, I mean, how how weird is that, right? How weird is that? Sorry, Matt. <laughs> it is what it is. That's right. November Lane, man. How the hell has that gone the way that it has? Nice pull, Shannon. Thank you for that. You're welcome, bro. Thank you for that. We also learned hey, that... In, in, oh, what? Go that, ahead. That's an original. 
that was the first year of the podcast seat of the moment. Oh, November Lane was great. Are you oh, kidding? Dude. Mark had no idea that was coming. We dropped that on him. That was fantastic. And that was savage. Uh, yes. That savage was savage. AF. Savage AF back in the day. And we dropped yes, that's al- that's almost as savage as all the hits Cam Newton takes to his noggin. <laughs> <laughs> almost. It's the Watch only it. the only redeemable topic from the Panthers Rams game which I have no interest in talking about really in any capacity is just the fact that Cam Newton's like almost oh, all to Roger Goodell about get hitting low and then the Rams go high and they're just blowing up that dude's head, man. And he's still not getting any calls. <laughs> he's still not getting calls, dude. It's nuts. Nuts. Um Oh, you know what? Before I forget, cuz there's like some of our favorite plays of the week and this is another game and this this will loop back around. We'll go back to Giants uh, uh <laughs> the Giants game in a minute. Uh, but I don't know how you can get through this particular week and not enjoy. I didn't enjoy the Chiefs-Jaguars, per se, but one of my favorite plays of the week occurs in the Chiefs-Jaguars game. And it's the fourth quarter. The Chiefs are up 16-7, to uh, second and four from the 12-yard line, and Foles, that's right, Foles, uh, goes to throw to Travis Kelsey in the end zone. And Kelsey gets mugged and gets heavy contact from the D. They yanked him down. They hooked him from behind. I mean, the defender was all over that dude. Uh, no call from the ref. So Kelsey's obviously pissed, and he ends up like going up to and just jawing at the ref, and he he takes like the towel, he throws his own flag. He's like, "Where's my flag, man?" He throws his towel at the ref, dude. I was dying, <laughs> I was dying, because it, it was so funny. He was that frustrated, and he just it, over the non-call. He, I mean, it was hilarious. He ends up getting ejected, but I mean, you know, the fans had to be like, "Yeah, dude, I'm totally on your side." And watching that game, like, I agree. No, he, he he got shafted, man. He got the short end of the stick. But that's Absolutely. one of those. That's one of the. I mean, the, the Chiefs end up winning the game. Good on them. Uh, Jaguars obviously made it a little bit, little bit competitive there uh, from a, a score standpoint. But dude, the Chiefs. The, the, Kelsey got hosed. Kelsey got hosed. Like flat out. All Big right. Time. Did he did absolutely? Yeah. Let me see if I can find this thing. Hold on a second. <laughs> ah. One of the other plays of the week is Eli's Audible. <laughs> Not safe for work, friends. Not safe for work. Oh, God, no. Yeah, let's yeah, right. volume, let, me see, bro. let me see if I can turn that up for you. <laughs> what do we have? Brown penis? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Eli. Thanks, Eli. Yeah. That might be one of the worst. At least Peyton had Omaha. (sighs) Yeah, you weren't going to mistake Omaha for brown penis. Brown penis. penis. I guess that's the audible to uh, Beckham. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Damn. Not to, who was that chick that uh, um, who was that actress that was uh, that that had that mock tweet that then everybody latched on to because he wasn't interested in her because she was wearing a tux or something. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, I can see her face. Uh, it doesn't matter. Hey, anyway. about Eli or Beckham? No, no, Beckham. 
Backman, one of the award shows. Oh, by the way, random side note, ESPN announces an upcoming 30 for 30 special on the XFL. Hell yeah. I'm a fan of that. I have an XFL football. Do you really? Side by the Rock. No. Yes. Dude, that's fantastic. That's pretty sweet. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of things that are awesome, the University of Richmond launches the school's first brewing certificate program. Yes! Gentlemen, the U, the Sweet. U of R School of Professional and Continuing Studies, they began offering a beer brewer professional certificate. If there's anything that calls out Whitfield, you, you may have a future in this. Hell, Randy, you that. may have a future in I this. Say the four of the five, well, four of us. Guess what? Failed. All of us, we may need to take the certificate program. I know, right? That's absolutely fantastic. It was created to guide students through the entire brewing business, from marketing and manufacturing to licensing and regulation, taught by the University of Richmond faculty uh, in their facility, area brewers, and legal counsel. Yes. We, I might, you know what, we might have to do that. I think that would be fantastic. Where do I sign up? I know, right? Let's do it. <laughs> That'd we'll be say, we may have to give Justin about a couple years. Mm-hmm. You gotta get some of that uh, debt down. No, no, no. no. I, I'm talking about letting Chloe grow up a little bit before he does that. But yeah, we gotta get, gotta get the babies a little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Get the babies a little bit bigger so Sarah's not as uh, bogged down. That's right. That's right. And then I'll go back and I'll learn how to brew some beer. Right now, I know how to drink beer. I got that part down. Brewing's hey. a different. Brewing's a different issue. You know what I mean? Brewing's a different issue. Uh, anyway, uh, here, let's rock and roll through some other stuff because we got to wrap up and get out of here in a little bit. Uh, I tell you what, man. Uh, Cowboys, Browns, garbage. Uh, but I will say this. Cowboys, six straight game with 400 plus yards of offense. That was a franchise record, by the way. Regardless of... Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of people that hate the Cowboys. And I have seen an incredible amount of Cowboys fans crop back up out of the woodwork or crawl back out of the gutters, or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, dude. There, there are two memes, Justin, that come to mind. So much. The first one is all of the roaches with all the cowboy jerseys on that says, we won. And there's the one <laughs> of Donald that says, people hate Donald. And then there's Hillary, people hate Hillary. And then there's the one at the bottom that says, everybody, everybody hates, hates the cowboys. cowboys. Yeah, man, it's just nuts, man. And you know, if you're a Cowboys fan, it, it's it's really an interesting season for you. Um, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott done a phenomenal job. Dak Prescott. I don't I don't think you could ask any more of a rookie to come in and play the way that he has. Uh, I'm not saying it's all been perfect, but he's played very well. Um, and you know, even when he had some down moments or some tough spots, this is a guy that responded. This is a guy that has led that team. The chemistry is good. Um, I, I don't know how I don't know how you can possibly move back to Tony Romo in the middle of the season, given the way the team has responded and has played up to this point. I, I just he don't. He's officially healthy now. At this point so in they time, say. you cannot move. Mm-mm. You go with the hot hand. It, it, it you, makes you, the most sense. You, you go with a winning go with hand. The heater, and until the heater cools off, you. You go with the heater. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not only the hot hand. I mean, this is, you know, one of the knocks against Romo has been, you know, he's a guy that compiled stats. 
but that's a team that didn't win in the end. You know what I mean? They didn't get over the hump. They didn't get enough done. They found ways to lose. And Dak, who, from a purely statistical standpoint, is certainly not on the same level as Romo, but what I will say about Dak and about the team under him so far this year is that they find ways to win. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things about football. We can argue about statistics till the cows come home. But I would much rather the statistic that matters the most is the W or the L. You know, it's a short season. This is not the N- NBA. This is not the this is not MLB. You know what I mean? You got 16 games, man. You know, you got 16 games. For them to be where they're at now is incredible. Yes, it is. It's incredible. We got a lot of division games that are going to come up on the back end of the of the year, obviously. But they've built themselves a nice cushion, a nice margin. The run game is obviously very good. Defense, I don't be, I don't believe in their defense, but this is a team that has played above what most expectations would be. But they they feel like a team that thinks they're going to win. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And. Romo, who I don't hate, a lot of people hate on him, and I think he gets an an unnecessary level of grief, but that's a team that seemed to find ways to lose or it just went against them. And for whatever reason, stats aside, and Dak's, been, Dak's had some good numbers in some games. He's made some mistakes in others, but it's beyond the stats. It's about the feel. It's about what the team does as a whole and the team seem at the chemistry is good. I don't know how you change that. I think it's a very dangerous thing to touch. And we talked before in a prior podcast that, you know, rot it. There's going to be a point in time this year where I believe they're going to need Romo. That's going to happen. Whether it's regular season or playoffs, he's going to be a factor somewhere. I do believe that, but the way the team is playing, I don't think you mess with it. I think you're asking asking for trouble if you mess with the chemistry of success right now. What were you going to say, Matt? I just got a feeling that they lose <clears throat> Pittsburgh this week and Romo's coming in. Just call it a hunch, but... Could be. Could be. Could Dude, be. I got to tell you, this reminds me of the 2001 Patriots. <sighs> There's a long way to go. It's a long, long way, way to, to go, go but, but I mean, if you look at the trajectories, yeah, I mean, it's a, that's an interesting line of conversation. We're gonna get a good injury? chance to, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it plays out, but they're they're in a prime position. They're in a very very prime position uh, in their division, uh, and then in the NFL as a whole, and. You know that that's a hell of an offensive line. It affords them that offensive line is good enough. And look, I think Ezekiel Elliott legit, uh, but that line is is so phenomenal. It helps make sure that uh, a young quarterback isn't overexposed. You know what I mean? And, and that that's a huge that's a huge feather in their cap. So I'm not a Cowboys fan, obviously, but I'm happy for them and to the extent that they've been able to do this as well as they have given Romo's injury, starting a rookie quarterback. I think it's a fascinating story. I'd love it if they sucked a big bag of ass, but they don't. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I look, the fan of me speaking there, obviously. But if we're talking about it from me not as a Redskins fan, I look at that team and I go, man, 
think of how much you've accomplished in a season where no one thinks you should be here, but that team is playing really well as a team. I don't think you pull the rug out from under that. You know, if if Dak has a couple of, and you know, there's the rookie wall that tends to get most of these guys, uh, or there's the film study where teams figure certain tendencies out and they come at you. That doesn't seem to have really hit Dak yet. It may, and if it does, that's where Romo is your chip. And maybe he plays a couple of games. I mean, he quite realistically is going to get hurt again, but uh, maybe he comes in and, and, you know, you get a couple of games out of him, two, three, four, five, and then maybe you go back to Dak. Maybe. To have that luxury of a rookie quarterback playing that well and then to have a Pro Bowl guy on your bench, that's that's a rare thing. It's a rare thing. So enjoy it, Cowboys fans. Uh, I have not seen this many Cowboys fans come out of the woodwork in a long, long time. Gear, hats, talking about the Super Bowl, you shouldn't be doing that, guys. It's too early. <laughs> too early, man. Too Just early. Just a wee bit. Too early. Too early. Seattle looks like they're heating up. So, I, 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 you know, realistically, when you talk about the league, if you go Super Bowl, like what are the first teams in your head if you say Super Bowl? Shannon. I would say New England. God, NFC, dude. I mean, you can This is a mess. It's a freaking mess at this point. At this point, it's New England and then whoever. New England in the field? Yeah. Well. That, it's, as scary as it is for some, some fans out there, I mean, dude, Tom Brady... 12 touchdowns, zero picks. I mean, this season's definitely the Brady Revenge Tour. Oh, it has to be. It it has to be. How great, from a story story standpoint, how great would it be for the Patriots to, like, win this thing, Brady to be the Super Bowl MVP and be like, what's up, Raj? How you doing, bro? Give me my my trophy. Give me my trophy, bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? How great would that be as a big old fat F you to the league? Pretty much. I mean that that would be. I, I'm not a Patriots fan, but that that would be a pretty damn interesting angle. You know, if it goes that way, and it's very conceivable that it does. But in the NFC, I just if the if the Seahawks get trucking, I don't I don't know. I I don't just don't see any other team that's really on that same level as them. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the NFC is going to depend on who gets hot. And that's really, and usually Seattle's a team that gets really hot at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, Seattle, <laughs> I guess we can't fully address the week that was without looking back at that Seahawks-Bills game. I mean. And, <laughs> go yeah. ahead, Shannon. I mean, you talk about Seattle, but I mean, Dallas has only lost one game. No, Dallas is tied for the best record in the league with uh, New England. Dallas is good, but when you're on, if you're looking at it realistically, if Seattle gets hot, are you telling me you take Dallas, you know, over a, what that Seattle team has shown they can do year in and year out? I'm not ready to do that. Uh, However, if Dallas offensive line wise, yeah, yeah, O line, yeah, absolutely, O line, definitely, because I mean, whether you have Romo or Dak back there. 
I think that gives you the opportunity to do, you know, go either run or pass and keep them at bait. Yeah, no, no, that's legit. That's legit. I get that. That being said, Seattle. I still trust Russell Wilson more. Sure. That's the thing. The defense, a team that's a little bit salty. You know, I mean, uh, New England is salty right now. You know what I mean? New England is salty. You know, very much so. And I think Seattle is kind of salty, too. And, you know, here's the thing, man. I I know a lot of people have been piling on, um, you know, the the Bills and Seahawks game. And, you know, you have uh, the whole roughing the kicker thing that wasn't called. Then you got the refs totally screwing the clock. I have... That's really one of my biggest gripes is them, the way they handled the end of the half. It's about more than the than a non-call as far as roughing the kicker. It's screwing up the play clock. You know what I mean? Because of all the things that you're going to get wrong, you shouldn't get that wrong. You know what I mean? Subjective calls, we can argue about and disagree with. Screwing up the clock, having somebody out there sitting on the ball... The refs and essentially being an impediment to the Bills being able to kick. That's not the Bills' fault. They got shafted in that game against the Seahawks. I'm not saying they would have won if those things hadn't happened. But it definitely changes the dynamics of the game. And the Bills got hosed. The, oh, yeah. The Bills got screwed. I don't know anybody that watched that game... That doesn't go. The Bills got effed. It doesn't it's mean they not to think that way. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're gonna win it, but it definitely that's definitely to their disadvantage, and definitely to the Seahawks' advantage. Period. Period. I mean, it's a big difference if you're only down by three going into that final drive, and they got close enough to where they could have put it in the overtime if. The game had progressed the way it did after yeah. a made field you know, goal. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas. I mean, who knows what the game actually would have been like. But you can still definitively look at that, I believe, and go, yeah, Bills got hosed. Maybe they win it, maybe they don't, but they got hosed. I think you okay. also have to give credit, and this is where the New England parallel is very real. So sorry, Seahawks fans, you're going to get you know paralleled out here with the... Uh, <laughs> Patriots, but you know they're a team that I believe understands the rule book. And if the league's going to be weird about certain calls, they're going to find a way to exploit certain things and dare the officials to flag them. You know what I mean? New England, even if you hate them, they do a really good job of both matchup and player exploitation, but they also do a great job of understanding the rule book and finding ways to maximize certain things in in the context of the rules. And that is what the Seahawks and Richard Sherman were doing in that game against Buffalo. A, daring the refs to call it. B, leveraging the rules to find a way to 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 slant it in their favor, and they succeeded. They succeeded. You may not like it, but they did, and they made it work. 
and they got the W. That's that. Yeah, Incredible. Much. Incredible. Uh, by the way, Blair Walsh, still missing. <laughs> Kicking game on a milk carton, bruh. <laughs> Don't know what happened. Anywho, uh, anybody else have any takeaways, I guess, from the NFL week that was any of the games? Broncos-Raiders was a fun game, by the way. Love watching the Raiders this year. I don't know how good they actually are, but that's a team I really enjoy watching. Absolutely. I dig them. I believe that win for the Raiders is definitely, I would consider that a signature win, just to show how has far that be. team has come. Oh, yeah, man. Has to Especially against be. that defense. That's the big thing. But, of course, granted, that team is so banged up right now, you don't know which Broncos team you're going to get from week to week at the moment. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. It's the Broncos. Well, World exactly. champs. Yeah, they have issues. They have issues. They injuries on both sides of the ball. Simeon's limitations are probably, you know, uh, really front and center here. Uh, but the defense is still very good. And uh, massive kudos to the Raiders for doing what they did. They deserve some respect for that. No doubt. Uh-huh. How crazy is that ASC West now, though? Extremely. And don't forget that that Kansas City. I mean, they're getting some players back off injury, so and, oh, yeah. and they made it to six and two with yep. all those players. With on on injured, I'm just like, damn. Yep. This they're, is gonna be this is gonna be the most fun division to watch this year. Might be. Right Good down the line, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Yeah. They could all be in the thick of it at the back end of the season. Pretty wild. I mean, it's not like it's not like I have to worry about anything in the uh, NFC West. So no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the NFC, NFC West and sucks a bag of ass. That's terrible. Here's the real question: Is are the Panthers starting to turn it around, or is this just um, this little stretch a little bit of a fluke? We'll I, I think they're better than they were. They're not what they were last year. The defense now, is on that level. There's a team that is talented enough that they should be better than what yes. they are right now. That's a team that's getting exposed in different areas. And Cam's still not getting the calls he wants. And their secondary is getting lit. So well, they're we still all know good. what Josh Norman thinks of that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but nice. Julio Jones is coming up very, very soon. So we'll see. That's legit. Uh, uh, Julio she- Jones the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else have any uh, week nine kind of takeaways, wrap-up thoughts, or any of that? I'm good, bro. All right. No, that's cool. One thing I didn't want to say. Oh, no, 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 no. What? What what, what you got? Hold on. Yeah? The single greatest Uh onside kick fail of all time. Oh, that's right. We hadn't gotten to Steelers. We we hadn't talked about Steelers. uh, Steelers Ravens. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) The hell was he thinking? Dude, dude, dude! What do they call that? A Rabona? Oh my god! Here, I got the I got the perfect boner? thing for this. Let me see if I can. Did you see my what? A boner? My boner. Uh, okay. That was like a Whitfield comment. I expect better of you. <laughs> Boo! This is not what I wanted, but. Well, it is a Rabona. So we do have my Sharona. 
but he kicked that like he had had maybe too many of those my coronas yeah buddy See what I'm saying? Turn the bottle upside down, like a frown. With my buddies, I never drink alone. That's right, my Corona, buddy. Never gonna stop, drink it up. With a pretzel snack, I always drink a lot. Pound it tough, and I'll soon be back for my, 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 Corona. I was trying to find the old school, like, uh, there, there's a, really? There's an old school like video somewhere that I remember from years and years ago. It was like this really bad web animation, and it was a My Corona blast. Unfortunately, when I googled that, I ended up with some random ass YouTube video of some <laughs> chick and a bunch of dudes singing My Corona. So, oh well, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Good enough. Uh, but anyway, that kicker was that that was awful. That was actually on the list. We had uh, <laughs> we had Kelsey throwing the flag. We had my Rabona <laughs> from the Steelers, uh, dude. It's like a scissor kick of fail. It's a scissor kick of shit. That was terrible. Like my first impression when I saw that, I'm like, bruh, don't try out for River Dance, man. You're not making it. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I know that's uh, other people had the same thought, but that was like dominating my head. Was like this is not Riverdance, dude. F. You don't like the you don't like the comment that the Steelers fans had? No, what do they say? Uh check the sports brew chant. You're just going to have to tell me. I got too many windows open to go hunting and pecking for it, man. How do you mess that up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go. Here you go. That's legit. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Nice, Shannon. Nice. <laughs> I don't know, but that dude... Yes, that dude sure as hell did. First... Gentlemen, first fail of the night right there. Wow. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Whitfield, you always have the fails. Just sometimes it's silent, which is probably... <laughs> Oh, the SBD. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it, it's, a, it's a very apt description, man. The wit, you uh, know what? You know what SBDs are also known as? The Whitfield. <laughs> Damn bitch. Hey, one month run rogue, rogue one. Let's go. <laughs> My gosh. Boobies. Look, Homer. Go hang oh, out. Well, save that. Save awesome. that for Trump, buddy. Save that for Trump, buddy. Hey, I, I thought that was the other part. <laughs> Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Hey, now. I thought he liked the other part. Well, stop being such a pussy. <laughs> I think if you could get Arnold, if you could get Arnold to say like, "Stop grabbing all that pussy," it'd be perfect for Trump. Stop being such a pussy. Stop grabbing all that pussy. Stop being such a pussy. That'd be perfect, wouldn't it? That's what we need. One of us is in deep trouble. Yes, stop it. Like discipline. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Yeah, that's right. You like discipline. Grab it by the pussy. I think Sam Jackson has a retort. 
want some? You want some? <laughs> so probably I'll sue her because it would be fun. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, fat man. <laughs> Get the fuck out my face with that shit. <laughs> Damn it, this is too hard. Yeah, it is. Well, Anger. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, all right, man. Yeah, NFL stuff. Oh, Vikings. I'm actually looking forward to the Redskins playing the Vikings this, uh, this weekend. So thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, the Vikings have uh, kind of thank fallen on hard times. Dude, they've fallen off the map so bad, you'd think that was like... You remember when Apple Maps, like people would drive off cliffs if they followed the directions? That's what the Vikings are. You know what I'm saying? That's what the Vikings are this year. They were like, oh, look at this. This is great. Oh, look, there's the Grand Canyon. Here's an invisible road through it. That's where we're going. That's what the Vikings are right now. That's the, Darwinism at its finest. It's a, it's a gigantic... Yeah, the Darwin Awards will have the Minnesota Vikings this year. Yeah. That's legit. That is absolutely freaking legit. Now, young man, what do you want to do with your life? Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. Sounds like my stomach about right now. Come on, try getting it out. That's what you're going to look like. He doesn't seem like a very bright guy. You want some? You want some? So probably I'll sue her because it would be fun. No, I don't think so. Mark my words. (laughs) Here you go. Mark my words. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, man. All right. It's getting late, so we we need to uh, start getting out of here. But uh, I did want to give a little bit of love uh, to Steph Curry for totally raining like mad. Uh, What was that? 13 three buckets, dude. Woo-wee, buddy. Kudos to him. That way, huh? Right after he went bagel in the game before. Yeah, nice. You gotta love the timing on that one. But thirteen three pointers, totally crushing out, uh, record setting performance. That's a pretty fantastic thing, uh, and that's a that's a good way to follow up. If you're gonna rock a big bag of donut, you might as well go record the next time, right? So kudos uh, to to Curry for that one. Uh, incidentally, uh, you know, Shannon, you and I are big, uh, you know, we, we've given Popovich and the Spurs plenty of gloss here on the sports brew over the duration of this podcast. I love, uh, some of the headlines coming out. Um, here's one on for the win. It said Tim Duncan is retired, but he's still the last one to leave Spurs practice. <laughs> he's still, he's still there just doing his thing, man. But this is the one I really like quote, <laughs> Greg Popovich on Tim Duncan. We're like in love. We text all the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Hey, you know what? We're, we're like I think a little boys to men it would be uh, good at this point. Uh, which one do you want, man? In the road. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. Or it's hard to say goodbye. That that one might be the one. For those two, yeah. It's hard to say goodbye. That one. All right, hold on. I'll get there. <laughs> and just for clarification, this is where Whitfield says, that's what she said. <laughs> Not to you, bitch. <laughs> Dan, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich. By the way, Nick Saban, you damn well knew it was election day. What the hell will that sound bite this week? Get out of my face. As Sam Jackson would say, yeah, you know what? I was going to say it myself, but you know what? Sam Jackson says it better. Shut the fuck up! Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Somehow that seems extra hostile on top of this song, doesn't it? Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> oh my god! I could not fit one more thing inside of me. Great ass! <laughs> Did Tawana tell you that? Oh my god, who the hell cares? (laughs) Anger. (laughs) Anyway. Oh man, that was that was good, man. Thanks for the pull, Shannon. Whoa, wait a second. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Holy cow! Oh, Gary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I can't. That guy died in like 1998, didn't he? I was like looking back and I'm like, hold on, let me, let me pull him back up. And I was like, just was no like way that. A, no, he died in 1998. Seriously? Yes. Because yeah. I was, was looking. Actual date? February 18th, 1998. Okay, so that was before I got. Okay. Because I was like, because when, when we were celebrating the Cubs, I was like, when did he pass, man? And I just, I did not realize it had been that long. This is the thing, like, when I was in boot camp and mm-hmm. uh, A school up in uh, Great Lakes, which is right next to Chicago, I think Walter Payton, that's when he passed. So, I mean, that that, that was a rough year for that region. I mean, to yeah. lose Harry Carey and Walter Payton in the same year. Right. You know. Two two iconic uh, Chicago guys. Yeah. Oh, what a great game day sign! I'll release my real sign when Trump releases his taxes. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's actually that's really good. Oh, saving bulls with bumpers. That's pretty good. That's yes, pretty good. Oh, Mac D stat. This one's for you. There's a game day sign that has uh, Nick Saban on it, and it says the worst Nick since Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I did throw that one in the chat. I, I think you may miss that one. I but. missed that one, dude. That is phenomenal. That is absolutely saving wants the Indians to win. Oh my! <laughs> my other sign was a my other sign blew a three one lead. Holy! Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's, you know they can relate. That is fantastic, man. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. So good. So it's good. over now. 
That's right. I do want to. I do want to give a dap to the Raptors GM, uh, thanking Donald Trump for making Toronto more attractive to NBA free agents. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Oh, I thought that was brilliant, man. That was that was fantastic. That was super funny. That was super funny. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, tell you what, man. Let's bat some cleanup. Uh, anybody have any other thoughts on the on the NFL, either upcoming games or the week that was? Uh, where we're going? Obviously, Minnesota. Sorry, guys. I think you're on the express train down. <laughs> we. Uh, I love Zim, but I just. I don't think it's in the Zim, cards. You're letting us down, bro. We, I don't. Think... We had you as a great coach, and now you're. Uh, you're. You're. You're unlike Viagra. You're a little look, soft now. <laughs> look, man. He. <laughs> the the ghost of North Turner passed. They're booting it out of there, but still. <laughs> <laughs> It's dangerous, wow. man. <laughs> I've I've lived North Turner. I understand. All right, I understand. But <laughs> when that dude walks away from you in the middle of the season, that's pretty tough. Get off my lawn! <laughs> that, that's tough, brother. That's tough, man. Uh, looks like the big, the best game of the weekend might end up being Seattle, New England. Oh, uh, dude, I'm stoked for that one. Such night. Beyond that, I mean. <sighs> Steelers, Quick. Cowboys, maybe? Who can name the song? Mark would know it. Nobody? Wow. Randy, I'm sure you recognize it. I, I do. That's why I'm just like, damn it. It's Tool. It's not Tool. Definitely not Tool. Oh God! Silver chair, man. Oh, I ever. Yeah, when was the last time you heard that song? If Mark, if Mark had been on the podcast tonight, I was gonna, I was gonna bring him into some uh, Silver Chair. Israel's son. That's the name of that one. That's a good song, by the way. But uh, what is that? Ninety four, ninety five. I'd have to look at a year. Something like. But that. that's like early mid nineties. That's like way back. Uh-huh. That's way back there. Anyway, a uh, little dab to the Lakers. Uh, the, the, the quote, baby Lakers are having a little bit of fun. It's kind of good to see. And I love doing the fact, right. uh, yeah, doing all right, man. I love the fact that uh, Luke Walton's going out there one-on-one with the Lakers' big men in practice. That's pretty fun. I like that, man. I always like a coach that's right in the middle of stuff, man. Yeah, it reminds you of uh, Shaka Smart, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, dude Shaka. Like, I, it's it's weird for us because obviously we're VCU guys. Uh, Shannon and I both graduated from VCU, um, but we're in the RVA, so we have ties to the Rams anyway. So the whole shock of the world, havoc, Shaka Smart—that was a very real, very real, very big thing for us. Him leaving to go to you know UT was kind of heartbreaking. And we're not gonna lie. Uh, but that's a guy that's out on the floor. You know what I mean? He's like, that's hand, that's a hands-on teacher right there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, so it's kind of fun to see Luke Walton getting out there and, uh, you know, manning up and Ding up, dude. I think that's pretty sweet. He took on a whole bunch of people. Whole bunch of people, by the way. You ought to, you ought to look, if you haven't, you ought to look that up. That's kind of fun. Actually, you know what? For uh, you guys, I'm going to send it to you in the sports group chat. Please do. because. If he's shutting down certain people, we got to call him out. <laughs> he shut down a couple. He shut down a couple. Now, maybe they're like, we shouldn't score on coach, man. Because our leaders are stupid. Whoa. Our politicians are stupid. Hey, guy. 
Chill out, man. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Relax. Simmer down now. Simmer down, man. Holy cow. I'm going to have to work. I got to find a good Trump soundboard. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I got to find a good Trump soundboard. I will find one. I will we, find we one. Do have hey, a good wait Sam a second. Jackson soundboard. Do you think the Knicks fan? Do you think the Knicks fan that got all bent out of shape over Perzingis was like watching the 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 election and was like, they drafted who? Talking about Melania Trump. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> this cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> That's like three fourths of the NBA draft. <laughs> Holy hell, dude! <laughs> Randy, have you not, have you not heard that one before? No, I can't say that. <laughs> oh my god! That's that's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the best like draft reactions I've ever heard in my life. It was phenomenal. Absolutely freaking phenomenal, man. Let me close all these windows up. Look the rock. Look the rock soundboard. Can you lose your intro song? This is supposed to be over with by now. There you go. Thank you. Oh now. Holy crap. Yeah, man. This is that 2015 NBA draft. This was this was a vine and it ended up on YouTube and it was glorious. They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? Oh, my God. It's, it's one of my favorite draft reactions I've ever heard in my life, dude. Yeah, that was about as bad as the Browns fan. <laughs> Oh, it's just it just the way he says it is so is so gloriously good, man. It's so gloriously good. I, out right there. I, I that's that's one of my favorite. I, mean, I don't play it very often, only because he's dropping all kinds of curse words. But it's one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite sound bites. Yeah. So is that. Oh my god. Anyway, all right. Whew. Randy, you got to fail the week, man. Uh, other than probably um, Richard Sherman and the Buffalo Bills, I would imagine is where you're going to go. But actually, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Buffalo Bills kicker's wife talking about castrating Sherman. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Well, you had to know that was going that was going to end up bad. That was going or as as Trump might say, uh, bigly. No, that was that was going to go <laughs> bad. <laughs> that was going to go badly, man. The rain of approves. Mm-hmm. Lorena Bobbitt does approve. Uh, look, and, you know, again, my biggest grievance is not is not with Sherman actually like going after it, and because he he look the Seahawks. And I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about this because we ended up shifting gears. Uh, the Seahawks, because they feel they have been wronged in some capacity by the league, and they do feel that way, they are going to do what the Patriots do, which is say. Let's find ways to exploit what we can in the rule book, which is defensible, and let's play on the edge of the rule book. And that is what Richard Sherman, who even if you don't like him, even if you hate him and hate the Seahawks, what you have is a team that says, 
how can we use the rules to our advantage if we're going to get if we're not going to get the calls that we should get or we don't get away with what we think we should get away with unlike who uh, unlike that of course they did get away with some mugging of Julio Jones but that's a different story um but you know what I mean find a way to poke at the rules and poke at the calls and the Patriots are phenomenal at being on the edge you know what I mean being on that edge and using it to their advantage. And I think the Seahawks, uh, Richard Sherman represents that slice of that for Seattle right now, which is saying, well, technically this is okay because of X, Y, and Z. Even though when you look at it, you go, oh, wait a second. What my biggest grievance is still with the ref screwing up the play clock. Uh, although I wasn't fond of him uh, totally crushing that wide receiver at the end of the game. That one I thought should have gotten flagged. I know they, they say technically Tyrod Taylor rolled out. He was out of the pocket. But to me, when I'm watching it, it felt like he was still in the pocket. I thought that was pretty borderline. Uh, but, yeah, the, the wife, you had to know that that was, A, going to get blown up, and, B, turned into a racial blast. I mean, I mean, you had to know it was going to go that way. I'm not saying yeah. I in- interpreted it that way. But you had to know once that's out on social media and got traction that it was going oh, yeah. that it was going to go that way, and all of a sudden it was going to be oh well you called him an animal you talked about castrating him so boom 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 here's the domino effect it goes to hell y'all are a bunch of assholes and y'all are, y'all are suckers and that's the way that it went. Uh, she probably should not have sent the tweet. No, probably no. not. I understand how upset she was about it, but that still does not excuse actually just opening your mouth and vomiting it out. No, you got to know better than that. Even if a, a, a Tom uh, Pelissero tweeted, so if you're ever offside on a field goal attempt, just murder the kicker, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clearly some people were not happy with, you know, with, with how that went. <laughs> clearly, clearly. However... That's a pretty strong reaction. Castrate well, the guy. Uh, do we know if those refs uh, got suspended or penalized? They didn't, they, they didn't get they, they didn't get suspended. No. I'm trying to find. I had some stuff. Obviously, Blandino said that uh, Sherman should have been flagged for unnecessary roughness. We have that one. I was trying to look for what happened to the refs. I don't think anything did. I don't think they have any issues. You know, Sherman came out and said, even if I was offside, you still stop the play. Basically, he he did call the apology from Carpenter's wife a big you know bag of BS. I mean, granted, she did say, quote, I know what we do on the farm when a male can't control his rage. Hashtag lucky I'm not there. Hashtag Sherman. Hashtag act like an animal, get treated like it. Uh, you know, that that's on that that's on the edge. And I know that a lot of things get turned into racist people play the race card when it really doesn't need to get played that's just one of those things in this environment <laughs> you should probably anticipate that uh and you you look like you look like an asshole <laughs> yeah that, pretty much. i mean he is an asshole but uh, you look like an asshole you know what i mean and sherman you know again he that that's a smart football player even if you don't like him and i just called him an asshole even if you don't like him that dude's that's a smart football player and they're they're gonna find ways to poke poke the bear, poke the rules bear. They're gonna do it because they think the NFL is inconsistent with certain things, and they're gonna find a way to poke the bear. 
rest assured they're going to find a way to poke the bear. He ain't wrong. Nope. I mean, they they are inconsistent with that with what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. I'm a Redskins fan. I damn well know the league is inconsistent as hell with what they're doing. Screwing Josh Norman, screwing Trent Williams. Hell yeah, get out of my face with that junk. Well, at least you won't have to worry about the team name anymore. Yeah, I know. I know that that was like <laughs> one of my saving graces with uh, <laughs> this election cycle. I did say that in the sports group chat. Well, <laughs> guess I don't have to <laughs> guess I don't have to worry about the Redskins name debate anymore. I <laughs> guess I don't get the POTUS out of that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite sound bites of the week, uh, and and yeah, and, uh, we're on the back end of this, so we got to get out of here. But one of my favorite sound bites of the week. Uh, since it's election cycle and presidential and all that stuff, and we've had protests, uh, Colin Kaepernick not, not voting after all the theatrics and all the stuff with the knee and this and all that junk, uh, him not voting, man, he got some pretty big clap back. And I'm not, I'm not a big Stephen A. Smith guy. Um, Come on, man. But I do think this, this is a pretty salient set of points. If you're going to make a protest about, systematic oppression and racist and institutions then get a you know what i mean you should work against that if you're gonna you gotta prote- follow through if you're gonna protest it and you want it to change and you want people to take action to help change it then you need to be an agent of that change so i, I do think this was pretty strong from uh Stephen a who uh, a lot of times I'm, I'm not on board with but this one i thought was pretty legit Stephen a did he betray his cause? He absolutely betrayed his cause. As far as I'm concerned, Colin Kaepernick is absolutely irrelevant. I don't want to see him again. I don't want to hear from him again. I don't want to hear a damn word about anything that he has to say about our nation, the issues that we have, racial injustices, needing change, etc., etc. He comes across as a flaming hypocrite. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not interested in a damn word that he has to say. And quite frankly, I hope he goes away. He's lucky to be in the league right now. And Colin Kaepernick, after all this noise that you made, even though you didn't intend to do so by offending and our military servicemen and women and pointing out about how you wanted to bring attention to racial injustices and beyond this in this country to turn around and not to even take your behind to the polls to vote for a particular candidate it is shameful absolutely shameful him of all people because of the position he took because of the attention he brought to the issues the fact that you don't even have the decency to go to the polls and activate yourself in this election as our president said is a damn shame i don't want to hear another word from colin kaepernick it's a waste of time a matter of fact I would personally make a request to the media in this nation, wherever he is, if he ain't on that football field trying to throw another damn incomplete pass, do me a favor and make sure one thing, take the camera away from him. It means nothing because for him not to vote, as far as I'm concerned, everything he said meant absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't want to hear another damn word from him. Nothing. I mean, that was pretty strong, dude. That's about accurate. Holy cow! If if you're going to take this cause, and you're going to be the face of this cause, you you better follow through. You know, as a veteran, listen, I fought for everyone's right to make sure that your voice could be heard. And I was on board with Kaepernick. But here's the deal. You you can talk the talk. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But if you ain't gonna walk the walk, go sit your ass on the sideline and shut the F up. Voting is part of walking the walk. If you go if you're gonna put all this stuff, if you're gonna be the face of this protest, you better walk the walk. Okay? And, and listen, there is a lot of injustice in this country, okay? If you follow a certain number of journalists, you will see a lot of the injustice in this country, and it's yep. terrible. Personally, I won't know any of it, but it, it is absolutely terrible. I have friends that are, are, are fearful of this injustice, and it, it's horrible. But if you're not going to go vote, you just turned your back on those folks. Yep. It's as simple as that. You just turned your back on the injustices that you were fighting for. It's a bad look, and, and man. And it's a shame. It's a it, bad it look. It truly is a shame. So, clearly, if there's one line that's relevant for Colin Kaepernick, I guess... I think Sam Jackson may have said it best. Well, it, it may have been Trump. You're fired. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> oh, man. Although, I will say this. Uh, Donald Trump said he would fire Roger Goodell if elected president. So Please it's do. it's not all bad. <laughs> it's not all bad. He, if he can get if he can get Goodell out of there, that's a plus. That'd be tremendous. That's a plus for everybody. Yeah, man. But what would Sam Jackson said to Colin Kaepernick? Sam Jackson, what would he have said to Colin Kaepernick? Somehow, I think that would have gone like this. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. Shut the fuck up! Basically, there yes. you go. Thank you. Does he look like a bitch? I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Yep. <laughs> you ever had a big Kahuna burger? Check out the big brain on bread. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> you know it'd be awesome. What? A debate between Stephen A. Smith and Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's a whole. Sam Jackson. That's a whole lot of angry dude right there. That's a whole lot of angry dude. That could be pretty fun, man. Let me answer that. You know that is an has to be on cable though. Absolute crock of. There's no other way that's working. You know you people in the news media, all of you uh, dwell on some negative piece of like that, and I don't know how Steve feels about it, but it just. Put that on Bill Simmons' show on HBO. That's right. I well, think he got actually, canceled. He got canceled. He so yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. They booted him out of there. Shut the fuck up, fat long. man. They booted him. <laughs> <clears throat> he got man, he got Das boot. Well, freaking Yeah, pretty much. That was the end of that. Simmons. Sorry, bruh. That's the way it goes. But anyway. All right, man. I, I tell you what, man. Let, let's get the hell out of here. We're closing in on two. We did two segments. I think we exceeded our expectation for tonight. Hey, man. That's always an asset, right? Astley. Rick Astley. What do you want to get Rick rolled? Yes. He's asking to be Rick rolled. Okay. Why are you asking to be Rick rolled? That makes I no love sense. Song. You love this song? Yes. You would. You would. How about him not getting a fail from earlier? Maybe now's the time. It would be appropriate if we go out and be in fail. Did, did, did Matt dream a dream? 
of getting Rick Astley. That sounds terrible, by the way. Nobody puts the ass in Rick Astley like Matthew <laughs> Philip West Whitfield. He may have dreamed a dream that he had an itch. He did. As a matter of fact, he also dreamed a dream of and I didn't realize it was I So how does that go Chewbacca? You did I I uh There it is. That always be a drunken Justin at Julie Cook-Off. Yeah, that was fun. I cleared out a section at a rock concert. That's pretty impressive. I do. I do. Incidentally, I do like the fact that I was brazenly obnoxious and then passed out while a cop walked by. And then once the cop was gone, I woke back up and then I cleared the rest of the people out. That's that's pretty good. Anger. Their children's ears. Well, you know, we had our pick of seats. That's for damn sure. We did. <laughs> I don't know why you're hating, man. I made sure we had some. Uh, I, I, I made sure we had a good spot. We had a good spot, man. My gosh, gentlemen. I was gonna go somewhere else, and I totally forgot where I was gonna go with it, dude. Ugh. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. That's about right. Well, the freaking god. Time to call it a night, bro. <laughs> no. It is. Nope. Uh, uh, <coughs> but, uh, one thing I will say, one of my favorite articles from The Onion headlines, uh, I love this one. Disappointed first-time voter thought he was going to get to pull a big lever. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty great. That was pretty great. I also love this one on uh, cheeseburger.com. Post-election ritual of the day, Googling, quote, how to impeach a president. That was all over the place. But the, the big lever really is the winner. That one was that yeah, might be that my favorite. That be, that might be my favorite of the day on that one, man. Stop procrastinating, fool. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no lever for you. Yeah, no lever for you. Yeah, dude, I totally had something else I was gonna bring up, and then Whitfield interrupted me, and now I forgot. So, oh well. Where? <laughs> Blast the hell out of it. Jeez. Whitfield. I think I I like it better when we just have Chewbacca fill in for him. Hey, uh, Matt, how do you feel about the Packers this year? (laughs) Do you think they're going to turn around? Oh, man. Mike McCarthy. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Jordy Nelson. Ty Montgomery. Are you going to buy some more stock? Ted Thompson? <laughs> do you feel do you feel as if you are you might as well be a 49ers fan? <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. I am god. not going to the dark side. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there. You like discipline. You're not going to amount to jack squat. Stop it. Anyway. Shut up. Son of a fool. All right, guys. Well, let's get the hell out of here, man. There was yeah. something else I was going to bring up. I totally forgot it. And it's probably it's probably going to pop into my head as soon as we like wrap this up and we sign off. I'm going to be like, oh, man, crap. Now I remember. 
But uh, those are the breaks. So anyway, look, we're the Sports Brew. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Lowe's Funnel Cake, LiveSportsCaster.com, Spark Sports, uh, all, all over the place, Google Play, etc. Man, keywords are sports and brew. Sports brew. You look us up. You, how you, and, and just look up fail buckets. You'll find us. You'll find this us with a. Pi- you'll find us with a picture of Whitfield. <laughs> or you look up D Step Who and there's a picture of Mark. Might be, might be. So anyway, man, enjoy the football, enjoy the weekend, and I guess from all of us to all of you, whew, hang on to your butts, baby. <laughs> might be a wild ride, man. Might be a wild ride. What country you from? What country you from? English, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> Thank the Lord for alcohol. Thank the Lord for alcohol. And on that note, good night now. Peace. Peace uh, out. <laughs> if you don't speak it, there's a wall. Oh, God. Catch on the flip side, y'all. Peace out. Peace out.